Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. Welcome, WISN. This is the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, hosted by Joe Still and Jeff Kowal this morning. Joe, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Paul. Great to be back. Also, Jeff Kowal, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Paul. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Good morning to everybody. We we got a busy show, first off. A lot to talk about. Let's kind of lay out the uh, the plans for the show, some good topics. Jeff, I'll start with you. And you, we're going to save you till later on. But, Jeff, what do you got for us? Well, we're going to talk about shame on the Generation X, that they're not saving as much. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Then we're going to get a little bit more complicated, a little bit more um sophisticated, if you will, and talk about uh, beneficiaries and uh, and popular confusions and mistakes that people make. Shame on Generation X. I'm an Xer. Yeah, you just wait till you hear this, Paul. You're going to be surprised. Um, that, now, these are generalizations, of course, right? Every time we talk about the millennials, Aaron Spitzer walks in and he goes, hey, watch it. I'm a millennial. I said, of course, we generalize. Are you an Xer, Joe? I am a Generation Xer and. You're with I me. Am, I am proud to say, I don't know what Jeff is going to talk about today, <laughs> but I think if it's the majority of the Generation X, I bet I'm in the minority. Well, I'm just going to say you right. too, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and Gen X is for those 43 to 48. So some of those better start paying attention to their retirement planning, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But Joe's got a great start for us. Okay, well, Joe, we'll start with you and your topic. I do want to give out information if people have questions on the retirement clinic Two quick ways, thekowalway.com, fantastic website, the phone number to call, 262-522-4040. With their newest office in Delafield, they're also in Racine, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Cape Coral, Florida, and of course in Waukesha. And of course, Monday through Friday, daily market updates on the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 p.m. This show, The Retirement Clinic, since 2008. And one, and and we pick topics. When I say we, I mean you, Joe. You pick them that are always pertain to retirement, the ever changing rules and laws and codes and all of that. So we do kick it off with you, Joe. Still, what do you got? Yeah, I try to find interesting articles. Uh, you know, maybe a, a little bit different, a little bit unique. And this one caught my eye this week uh, from. The Reader's Digest. Usually I, it comes from Kiplinger's. I'm one of those nerds that has had a subscription to Kiplinger's for about uh, 25 years. But uh, this comes from author uh, Corey Whalen from Reader's Digest. And um, the title of the article is Nine Retirees Share Their Biggest Mistakes and What They Would Do Instead. And it caught my eye because, again, you know, talking about, we learn for, more from our mistakes, right? We learn more from our losses than we, we necessarily do from our wins. We're supposed to. Correct. Right. The cliche, you know, absolutely. I'm, I've been a basketball coach for a long time and, and have a basketball family. And we always talk about that, you know, let's, let's look at that loss and what we did wrong. I think you can look at re re retirees the same way. If you're in retirement, that's great. That's wonderful. Hopefully you're enjoying yourself. Hopefully you saved enough. 
But I'm sure there are some things that you would have done different looking back. And the the first one they talk about, you know, well, I guess I, I should stop and say they started off in the article talking about, you know, the days of the ironclad pension and the gold watches and things that is that is gone. So and I, I agree 100 percent with that. We are now left up to our own from and in, in using the tools that we have available to us to save properly so we can have options to retire at that retirement age or maybe earlier, maybe even a little later for some. Yeah, when you talk about the gold watch and just the way things were years ago, one of those things were pensions. A lot more companies had pensions. Now they're not entirely gone, Joe. Correct. No, no, there are still companies out there that offer those pensions. There are still you know, states that, you know, if you work for the state or the government, there are pensions available. Uh, which, which is great. If that's part of your retirement plan, uh, that should go in, into your planning. If you do have, you know, that pension, that's wonderful, but there are a lot of other things to consider. And, you know, one of the first things they talk about in the article is they title it, not going for the max, not going for the max savings. And, and they use some examples of some individuals that did not take advantage of maxing out say their retirement savings. You know, if you talk about your 401k, right now it's $23,000 and if you're 50 or older, it's an additional 7500. So that's $30,500. You know, are you maxing that out? I I'm just guessing the majority of Americans do not max. Correct. And and you know, the point being um that's a goal that you should set for yourself, especially when you're younger and, and saving for retirement is, okay, if I can't afford that, if it doesn't work for my budget now to max the retirement savings, I'm going to try to work up to that point. And so, you know, if you're young each year, keep, uh, you get, you get a raise, uh, cost of living raise, or, or you get a raise because you, you get a promotion increase your retirement savings as a first step. Again, just good, you know, retirement savings fundamentals. The key is the earlier you start, the better. And and just $1,000, the example they use in the article, is just saving $1,000 more per year. 1000 more per year, not per month, not per quarter, $1,000 more per year. If you do that over a 31-year period, and in the article, they take, you know, the, the S&P 500, um, you know, say a, a close to a 7% return, a little bit aggressive, but that's what the S&P 500 did. So, so if, you, if you saved an additional $1,000 a month, excuse me, a year for 31 years, that's going to give you $100,000 more Wow! at, you know, close to a 7% return per year if that was 100%. Which, stocks. let's talk about this. That's $31,000. Thir right, Thir thirty-one thousand dollars turns into correct. How much did you say? Over a hundred thousand dollars by the time you retire. So, point being, if you can max your savings, your retirement savings out, the IRA right now is seven thousand. Catch up is a thousand if you're fifty or older. So that's eight thousand dollars a year. If you're not saving that, work yourself up to that. Or four hundred one k. Those are two examples. Is $23,000 plus an additional 7,500 for catch up if you're 50 or older. So try to work yourself up to that. A lot of retirees look back and say, 
I guess I should I should qualify this by saying who wouldn't want an extra $100,000 in their nest egg when they retire? I would, and that's a significant amount of money, right? Think about $1,000 a year. To most people, that's a few. I mean, if you go out to dinner now, you know, two, $250, not out of, it depends on what restaurant you're at, but with a good bottle of wine and a nice dinner, think of that. That's right. four or five dinners a year. Right. So the number one number one regret is I wish I would have maxed out the savings. So that's the goal. I remember at one of our panel discussions that we had back in October of last year, you know, there was a question, you know, what advice should I give my son or daughter? You know, they're in their forties and or thirties and you know, what should advice should I give them of how much to save? You know, and, and my response was you know, 15 to 20% of your gross income is the goal. They may not be able to get there right off the bat, but that's the goal. You know, think about it. If you, if you make a hundred thousand or your household makes a hundred thousand dollars or you make a hundred thousand dollars, if you can save 15 to 20 or 15 to $20,000 a year, you're going to be in pretty good shape by the time you get to retirement. And just, if you can just max out right now, an extra thousand a year turns into that much. And Jeff, I know Joe's got a lot to cover only in number one. And this is gonna be good, because we're talking about retired people looking back on what they would do different. But Jeff, over the years, how many times have you said, there's always an excuse in your 20s, you're just, you know, you're broke, you're just starting. Then I forget what you said, Jeff, 30s, 40s, there's always a reason, right? Always a reason. There are mortgages, there's kids, there's all kinds of things. But when Joe talks about this stuff, we try to prepare our clients for these situations. This is something that we see a lot of at the Coal Investment Group. And this is why we choose to do this, is how we can help people as they prepare for this. One important thing that Joe brought up is that when you increase, when you get an increase in pay, increase that percentage. I think so. If you're putting away 5% and you get a raise, put away 6%. If you're putting away six, put away seven. So when you get your raise, you think, well, I'm already putting more away because I'm making more money. But if you increase that percentage at the time you get your raise, you'll never notice it if you increase that percentage. Clearly, Joe, nobody said saving for retirement is easy. You're going to take a hit. Your check's going to be lower. You could use that for your kids, for your house, whatever. But if you just stay disciplined, it really does turn out for the best in this case that's amazing and that's using an average of seven percent correct correct huh? yeah which which i think again a hundred percent in stocks is is not a stretch right um yeah so the next one they talk about and i think this one you know i highlighted was giving into fear and letting fear and emotions drive your decisions and we've talked about this in previous uh retirement clinics about us as financial advisors part of our job is is psychologists to help walk the client through why we should do something and and a lot of people hire us because that fear and emotions of not knowing what to do um, letting fear and emotions get the best of them and then you know them taking their money out of the market at the worst possible time, um, you know, doing things driven by emotion and fear is, is a major mistake. And looking back, you know, these retirees look back and say, 
man, I shouldn't have pulled my money out at the uh, at the bottom of the market in 2008. You know, that again, that's one that driven still by, sits in our head. It's driven by emotion. Fear is a powerful emotion. Correct. And I, I know the two of you would not argue with me on this one. There has never been more fear thrown at us. You know, the negative media, the news, just every every negative coming at us. It's all the time. It's it's constant. And, you know, just go back 15 years. Your phone wasn't buzzing every, you know, two minutes with, you know, a, a, a headline, whether it was right or wrong. And, and that that is a, a struggle that a lot of people deal with today. I can't retire because I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna run out of money. And giving into that and not retiring, and then you wait and then all of a sudden, you know, a life event happens and you know it it, it shortens your your length in retirement. Even though this is my business, iHeartMedia, I'm employed. Right. We work in, in, in the media talk shows. I, I think there's TMI. There's too much information out there. Right. It's on our phone. It's on a TV and it's constantly in our face. That takes discipline. Sometimes you just got to turn it off. Yes. And Not this show. No. Other stuff. <laughs> MSNBC, for yeah. instance. And the notes, one of the notes I wrote down when I was reading this article is I wrote it down three times. Plan, plan, plan. That can help a huge give you a huge boost when it comes to fear and that can really help you overcome that fear by having that proper plan put in place this is what we do every day you know if you're f fearful right now about whether you can retire if you're in retirement and you're you're fearful that you don't have a plan and you're worried about the markets and things 2625224040 this is what we do this is what we have a passion for we love to do this and, and we love to help people, um, I'll call it, you know, reduce or, or eliminate that. I won't say eliminate. There's always going to be negatives and, and there's always going to be fears and doubts. But we can help change your, your brain to, to not go right there right away by putting that proper plan together, stress testing that plan for all the worst possible case scenarios. That's the That's the way we think in terms of, Worst case scenario planning, uh, you want to hope for the best, but we want to plan for the worst case scenario. Yeah. So if we do go through, which if you have a 30-year retirement, I can almost guarantee you that we're going to have a recession in, in those, those 30 years. Yes, I would agree. There's so going to be ups and downs. Be prepared for that, and that's what we do with that that plan. That's why that plan is so important, especially as you get closer to those retirement years. You don't want to be you don't want to have risk at the at the highest level when you're a year out from retirement when you said a 30 year a 30 year retirement jeff i'll ask you about this that's i don't say it's very common more common than it was when life expectancy i think we we talked about this on last week's show in 1900 it was 47 years old for an average american we're living now to an average of about 78 right jeff Right, and once you reach a certain age, if you hit age 65, there's a good chance that you're going to live beyond age 80. So uh, one of the things that we talk about is download your stress to us, which is exactly what Joe is talking about. You know that there's going to be, you know, and there's a saying in your business, if it bleeds, it leads. 
you know, if it's bad news, it's going to, and, and there are always, there's always going to be something that comes up. There's always going to be a crisis. There's always going to be a manufactured crisis or a real crisis. So what Joe says is exactly right. Plan, plan, plan. Yeah, and that can help control those emotions, which are <clears throat> very powerful. Joe, you you said this is all from a Reader's Digest uh, column that, that you read, which I love, by the way, those readers. I'm telling you, I know in the day and age, everybody's got a Kindle or a tablet to have a Reader's Digest around. Gold. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the next one is a really important one, and then I have to kind of close this out, I have a couple kind of fun ones that, you know, aren't, aren't real deep, but this next one is huge and, um, it's not diversifying investments and, and I will even expand it into diversifying, um, not only your financial part of your life, but diversifying your, um, personal part of your life. And I'll explain that. So, Obviously, we, we talk about this all the time with our clients in the importance of having diversification to provide some downside protection when you get into retirement, to allow, um, you know, to smooth out that ride. You do not want a roller coaster with your investments in retirement. There will be to a certain extent, but uh, you want that ride to be smoother than when you were in your 20s and 30s when it didn't really matter because you had that time to get through those those tough times. So spreading your eggs amongst among no, a number of different baskets from an investment standpoint makes um, all the sense in the world. And we go through this with our clients every day and show them the numbers. We don't just say, you should diversify. No, we show them the difference between an all stock portfolio and, and a diversified portfolio. And so, you know, that's extremely important. But another thing they talk about in this article that I thought was, was great was um, diversifying the um, other parts of your life. You know, where you're talking about keeping active mentally and physically, um, you know, is critical to peace of mind and longevity. That will help you enjoy your retirement more. Uh, and, and there's some studies out there that show that staying active helps you live longer, um, helps you stay healthier you know, those types of things. So doing different types of activities in retirement and, and, and planning that out. And, you know, Jeff will attest to this. We have conversations not only about the dollars and cents and the planning in retirement. We have conversations every day with our clients about, okay, what's the plan for what you're going to do in retirement? How are you going to find purpose in your life? Uh, you know, whether you have a spouse, whether you don't, um, you know, are, whether you have a big family with grandchildren, whether you don't, uh, we have these conversations to help clients think through and start to, to put a plan together for what they're doing uh, when they retire outside of work. Jeff, your thoughts on the psychological side of retiring. Most people think I'll have loads of stuff to do, grandkids, I'll golf, I'll travel. All of that is great. And then retirement actually hits. And Jeff, you've got some thoughts because I know you've seen this firsthand with people that retire that find out, uh, you know what? I, I thought I was going to be busier. I, I should find a hobby, whether it's exercising more or whatever the case is, taking a walk with the dog. You're talking about quality of life issues. And a lot of our clients, most of them, I would say, will say that they don't know how they ever had time to work. They're so busy in retirement. And I would think that that is the norm. There is an exception every once in a while. And Joe and I were just talking about this earlier about practicing retirement. 
you know, if you can download all the things that you don't like to do and do all the things that you love to do, that's practicing retirement. So at least you'll have an idea. So when you do fully retire, you'll have an idea of what are the things you like, you don't like to do, you want to do more of, and your time will be filled up with things that you just love to do. And those are quality of life issues that are so important. Jeff Kowal is here with Joe Still. It is WISN's Retirement Clinic. And this first segment, looking back at what retirees are saying, listen, we made some mistakes, and if we were to do it again, we wouldn't do this. You know, Packers season ended, right? They said, well, Jordan Love learned from that last interception. Maybe he did. He's gotten better over the years, so I'm, I'm thinking he did. Don't just wing it at the end of a play. You're two games away from this. Anyway, I don't want to go from the Packers. We hope, just like a football and every other athlete, they say learn from your mistakes. Right. That goes for all walks of life, Joe. Yeah, the, the, the last two I'll talk about uh, are more, you know, kind of fun uh to talk about, maybe we'll have a little laugh here. Oh, uh, we can laugh on the retirement clinic, right? Of course, okay. we can. Shouldn't retirement humor. be exciting and fun? Yes. Your golden years. <laughs> uh, this one I kind of chuckled at uh, supporting the kids for too long, um, and I think about like this. I remember when when I turned eighteen, it was just assumed that I was out of the house. You know, whether and, it was college or I went to college, obviously, yeah. but but. You know, I should say when when I was done with college, I was not going back to the my parents' house. That was not an option. I I didn't think that was an option. I never even that never even entered my mind. Probably unspoken between you and your parents, just assumed, right? right? Assumed. Now I think it's almost the assumption I hear a lot that okay, I'm going to come back for a few years, work, and make good income, and just you know save some money. But you're living off of mom and dad. But living off of mom and, and dad. And who's paying for the meals, the laundry, the... Right. That's mom and dad. Right. So I've said this for years uh, to people. The first priority is take care of you and your spouse or your, just yourself if, if you're single. Take care of yourself first in retirement. That's number one. There are many options to help your kids save for college, to pay for college. There are many ways that they can, uh, you know, get uh, help starting out in life. There, you know, there aren't too many more ways outside of starting your Social Security benefits that you can save for retirement if you didn't do the work up front and, and make it a priority. So, you know, th that's what I pulled out of this one is absolutely we want to help our children. I don't want anyone to think that that's not uh, something that is 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 very rewarding that you can do if you saved all your life to help your your children. Of course, we want you to do that. We have those conversations with clients all the time. We talk to them early on in our process about what are your number one priorities, what are your goals, uh, and we spend a lot of time on that so we can understand and so we can put that plan together to help them. But at the same time, uh, you don't want to, you know hurt your own retirement because you're trying to help your children. That's right. Um, if you can avoid that. Obviously, we know there are some situations where of course. Um, you're going to do what you need to do to help your family. But, you know, if you can plan for um, helping them and at the same time taking care of yourself as a number one priority, that's great. The word enabling, right? Or Correct. the helicopter parent that just isn't quite ready to part with little Johnny, even Correct. though he's 25 years old. Correct. So, and that's a generational thing. Jeff, would you agree? It, I mean, 
Sure. Even in high school, when we were working, you had to pay your own way. I mean, you had to contribute to the family at that time. So now even the kids that are coming back home and working, they should be contributing to the family because they are using some of those resources. But Joe, you had one more you want to cover? Yeah, so the last one is pretty funny. I, I got a real chuckle at this one. It said it said the regret was monetize your home earlier. And, you know, I was thinking right away, okay, you know, if, if you're having trouble with cash flow or reverse mortgage can be a good thing that you could do to generate some more cash flow. But that's not what they talk about in the in the article. They talk about uh, finding a roommate while you're in retirement. And I just chuckled at that because I can't imagine that. What are you um, going Craigslist or Facebook? Yeah, like, uh, like you know, you 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 pay off your mortgage, mm -hmm. right? And you have this big house. You know, they didn't talk about you know downsizing that. It was just more like actually okay. single to get a roommate. Correct, correct. Yeah. But no, it's saying in here if you have extra rooms, rent them out, and uh, it yeah. might even it might even make retirement you know more fun if you know you had a new roommate. Which I I, I get that. I understand that. Um, if you want to stay in your house and you have a big house and rent some of the rooms out. I just I just chuckle at that because I, I look at the, the negative side of it. <laughs> Jeff made a good point. I think, yeah, we're talking about single, not you and your spouse still married, <laughs> and inviting in. Or if you want to be an Airbnb. Yeah. Sure. I, I think, well, first off, that was a really good column that makes you think, first off, learn from their mistakes, right? Secondly, um, if that can help you, like $1,000, I go back to that, $1,000 a year for 31 years turns into a hundred thousand dollars yeah now imagine if you're putting two thousand more a year some might say that's not that much money if you're making six figures a year what's a couple of grand right right not everybody now somebody making 45k a year saying something different you still have to save i don't care what you make a year joe when you do have to have a retirement plan absolutely and and another thing they talk about in here is social security and we it on average it makes up about 33% of the retiree's income need in retirement. So um, don't rely on Social Security to to cover 100% of the need. It's Be probably going to hand, handle about the third. So think think through that. The more you save, the earlier you start, the the bigger difference that's going to make. And uh -huh. that's that's where I had really good advice when I was a very very young. And as soon as I had a job, I did have some school debt that I had to pay off, and I paid that off. But, but the sooner you start. I started saving. I think I started with $50 a month, $50 a month. Doesn't That's seem it. like much, right? No. And then as I, as I increased my income, um, you know, as I got raises and things, I just increased that slowly over the years, yeah. and it makes a massive difference. You can't believe when you start at, you know, 21, 22, 23, by the time you're 31, 32, 33, how much money you've accumulated. It's, it's amazing. Compounding interest is unbelievable. It, it's a huge thing. It's even a Seinfeld. <laughs> Jerry, it's amazing. Even when George forgot about his investments. It is true. Then you get to your 40s, and you you might significant wealth into your 50s. This is really working, right? So you, you keep at it, and who knows, maybe you can retire earlier than planned, or maybe you want to start now. I did learn one thing. When I get home, I'm having a serious conversation. We're empty nesters now. I can say to Dawn, that extra guest bedroom we have, let's go to, like, let's rent that out. Yes. Airbnb it or whatever. And we got some extra money. There you go. No, it's got to be the right roommate, of course. <laughs> have that cover. <laughs>
Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. It's right. Jeff Kowal, Joe Still. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to hear from Aaron Kowal, today's boss segment, business owner savings and security. Then we're going to turn to Jeff. Jeff's got a great topic coming up. After this commercial break, of course, the weekly feature, the Wealth Management Preservation segment, all ahead of us on the Retirement Clinic. To reach out, the Kowal Way or to call the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040. This is the WI Center. We'll be right back. Back with the Retirement Clinic. We continue with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Joe Still and Jeff Kowal hosting the show. Now we talk about so often the millennials or the boomers get categorized and generalized for their their ways that they affect society, right? The boomers everybody knows about, the millennials, and on and on it goes. This particular segment, Jeff, you're going to focus on my generation, Generation X. And sure, what, that's right. what are those years, Jeff? Well, it's from age 43 to 58. So this... Barron's had a, this was a, actually a survey that was done uh, for one of the uh, contributors to Barron's. It says Gen X in many ways, the forgotten generation, ages 43 to 58, we are somehow overlooked, sandwiched between much larger cohorts of baby boomers and millennials. And the title of the article in Barron's is Shame on Us, Gen X, We Aren't Saving Nearly Enough. And it says not only is that generation forgotten, but apparently so is their retirement savings, according to a survey uh, authored by Schroeders. It's alarming that half of Gen Xers surveyed have done no retirement planning. Most said it's a dream that's out of their reach. They hired a research firm to survey 2,000 U.S. investors between 27 and 79 and what they found out is that Gen X faces the largest retirement savings gap of any generational cohorts. Gen X forecasts it'll take 1.1 million in savings to retire comfortably, yet they expect to have just under 660,000 saved. So that's an average pay gap of $450,000, and that's worse than the uh, millennials. We're worse than baby boomers. And they say, and, and Joe touched on this a little while ago, there are ways that you can catch up. And, you know, what Coal Investment Group is most known for is that we help our clients grow and thrive in retirement without ever sacrificing their way of life and that they've worked so hard to build. And all of our advisors follow the fiduciary standard. We always put our clients' interests first. And even when Gen X just come in and say, what do we have to do? They're, they're behind eight ball a little bit because some of the baby boomers still have pensions, as Joe had mentioned. But what Joe also said is that you also have an opportunity with the new rules to max out retirement. For 401ks, if you're 50 or better, you can save up to $30,500 in your 401ks. And you can save an additional $8,000 into IRAs and Roth IRAs. So there is hope. There are ways that you can do it. The other thing here is that the survey suggests that Gen X is instead likely to compound the problem in the coming months by making at least, or coming years, by making at least two major errors. Holding too much in cash, they found out that about one-third of their retirement funds are in cash. Most say, most 63% say they're holding a lot of cash because they're afraid of losing money. And they're young. They have a long, long time to do that. That's how we would counsel them. And next is taking Social Security early. 
11, only 11% plan to wait to take Social Security to full retirement or beyond. Most of them are planning on cashing it in early, and I think that's a mistake as well. Okay, now you're speaking to two Xers. You realize that, right? Joe Still <laughs> and myself, both, both are Generation Xers, and I know this is a generalization, uh, but this I, I looked over at Joe. You were shaking your head <laughs> rather adamantly, Jeff, when you said cash. They're sitting on cash. You're not making any interest when you're sitting on cash. Now, granted, you can't lose any money when you're sitting on cash, but we certainly can't make any money. Jeff, why would they sit on cash? There's no reason. Well, there is some reason for it because, you know, maybe they were growing up or starting to save at a time, and Joe mentioned it earlier again, 2008, 2009, when markets were getting creamed, and they said, I'm not going back in. And so they just sit on cash. A third of it's in cash. So I think that's could be one of the reasons um, why, but or else they're not getting proper counsel. And that's where we we come in and Coal Investment Group comes in because we can help them with that. Yeah, and they're not alone yeah. with COVID. When COVID hit and everything went down, but it also bounced back very quick too. The market right now, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, it's doing pretty well. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're coming off a, a decent year. And if we see earning corporate earnings hold up this next year, uh, I think we'll see the market take off again for another big year. Uh, but one thing that Jeff talked about here, we talked a little bit of earlier in the earlier segment, and the need to save is number one. And we talked about that just saving a little bit extra makes a massive difference in the end. And for those generation Xers that haven't, you know, that get caught up in the return side of the investments and, and, as Jeff mentioned, having that much in cash, if they're trying to time the market, they're more concerned about the returns than they are about the dollar amount in saving. And that's the real key. If you have a diversified portfolio, uh, and I'm a Generation Xer, um, huh. a little bit younger Generation Xer at 48, but um, you know I'm 100% in stock right now. And I will be because I plan on, I don't plan on retiring for a while. You know, and, and if you have a 15 plus year time horizon, um, then, you know, unless you can't sleep at night worried about the ups and downs in the market, um, you can be 100% in stock, have that diversified within the stock portfolio. But I have 100% in stock because I want to maximize my, my savings. And I'm putting as much as I can in every single year. Um, and, and that, you know, when the market goes down, I get more shares for the same amount of money. That's, so that's so a keep great that point. in mind. It's about the amount uh, that you earn and, and the percentage that you save. That's going to make the major difference for you. And if you can retire well, um, you know, I'll call it early, uh, in your sixties, um, or at least have options when you get into your, your sixties. Yeah. I wonder if, did this surprise you, Jeff? And we'll take a break because we've got your wealth management preservation segment next. But surprising that Xers aren't uh, saving like we may have thought they were? You know, there there's so much information available. But to convert, and we talk about this, that there's, you know, you, uh, financial information available. But unless you convert that financial information to wisdom and how it applies to your situation, it's useless. And even though that these um, Gen Xers have the access to a lot of financial information, if you don't apply it to your life and you don't get proper counsel, 
it's useless to have all that information. So that's where we come in. We try to apply the wisdom and try to say, how does this apply to your situation? And how can you retire well and retire once? Yeah, if you don't take action. Joe, what you said you're, with cash, if you want to change that at any time, it may changes to your portfolio more diversified. You can do that. Absolutely. And that's something that we help our clients with. Every time we get together, we talk about their asset allocation. Is it appropriate? What changes have occurred in their life that might change that asset allocation and how much risk we're taking and what their time horizon looks like? Those are all things that we put into the planning process to, to, to give our clients peace of mind that I'm on track to retire when I want to. I don't have to worry about the ups and downs every year to year of the market. Um, and I'm going to continue to maximize that savings because I know that that's the most important thing. We'll come right back on the Retirement Clinic with that segment, that weekly feature. We call it the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. Jeff Kowal is the founder of the Kowal Investment Specialist. Joe Still is in studio here at News Talk 1130 WISN, Wisconsin's most listened to radio station. We'll be right back. I will buy you a house. And if I had a Back with the Retirement Clinic. Hey, thanks for joining us Saturday. Good mornings. I'm Paul Cronforst with Joe Still and Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. This is the weekly feature, Jeff, we call the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. What do you got, Jeff? Well, this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those, those with a million dollars or more. Um, and a lot of times people think they're, they don't have, but if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, if you have a second home, if you have a uh, uh, value of your house is over half a million dollars, other investments, your, your life insurance, you could be a $2 million, $3 million, $5 million, $10 million or more. This segment is for you. Once you reach that, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? That's what this segment is for. Ed Slot's a friend of mine. He's been around since, or I've been, known him since 1999. Um, uh, very technical with regard to uh, IRAs, uh, retirement planning. One that he uh, article he did was popular confusions. Uh, Andy Ives uh, did that. He's one of the guys that's on this team. I can't go through all of them, but one of them is rules when a trust. One one confusion is rules when a trust or estate is named as the IRA beneficiary. And it says where do you begin? The trust or estate is the IRA beneficiary. So in other words, you didn't name an individual. You name a trust or you name the estate by default. You do not get to automatically set up inherited IRAs for the trust or estate beneficiaries. Um, so let's let's take a look at, you know, there are very few, there are only a few instances where your heirs aren't penalized when you name a trust as a beneficiary of the IRA. Uh, the IRS ruling gives us some, recent ruling gave us some guidelines the ruling goes like this. When an IRA beneficiary is not an individual, the IRA must be distributed fully within five years. Another time frame. We got these 10 years. We got age 73. We've got now there's a five-year rule. Okay, let's talk about that. When a trust, your estate, or a business entity is a named beneficiary, the IRA quickly must be distributed. There is an exception. When you name a trust that qualifies as a look-through or see-through trust under IRS regulations. 
That's very important. And, and you have to work with estate planning attorneys. And this is what we do on a regular basis. Our team of advisors are knowledgeable. They understand how to navigate situations like this. We also have a team of trusted partners for taxes, estate planning, long-term care, investments, things like that. But when you have a situa situation like this, a see-through, under a look-through strategy, also known as a see-through, the IRA must be distributed, in most cases, over 10 years. So you do get the benefit of the 10-year stretch. It's no longer an unlimited stretch. It's a 10-year stretch. Um, where it has to be drained within the next, with 10 years after the death of the IRA, uh, IRA owner. Another exception was discussed in a recent IRA ruling that shows that there might not be a penalty when your spouse has irrevocable living trust is named as an IRA beneficiary. So there are some instances where you can get some relief where you think, oh, no, we screwed up, we named the trust, or if you die without a will and the IRA and you didn't name beneficiaries, you don't have a named beneficiary, and it goes into the estate, there are some circumstances where you can potentially get some relief, but I wouldn't bet on it. The IRS is not generous when they give exceptions. Jeff? In general, a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, Aaron Cole had an estate planning attorney on as a guest, and we we made this assumption, and we were correct, that just most Americans do not have an estate plan. That's probably true. I'm, I'm sure that is true. As to, you have one, whether you like it or not, because it defaults to the state if you don't have a will or a trust. It's so you have one. It's just, yeah, it's, it's one that's not written. It's it, You didn't write it. The state wrote it for you. But one of the other things I'd like to point out is the other type of scenario that we see all the time is people do have an estate plan, but it's they put it together 10, 15 years ago. Not up to date. And it's not up to date. And there's so many changes, especially with the SECURE Act and the SECURE Act 2.0 uh, just over the last few years. There are a lot of gray areas and complications. And Jeff, I, I just dealt with this um last week or two weeks ago with, with a client. And what we're doing right now is we are working with their attorney to make sure we set up their beneficiaries properly. There was a death in the family and uh, that's affected things and we have to adjust their beneficiaries, but we're not going to just put their trust as the beneficiary for, for these reasons. Okay. We're going to meet with the attorney. We're going to talk through this to make sure if there's not a see through or a look through provision, then we, we don't want to just cut five years out. Um, from their heirs of having to distribute this in in you know five years instead of ten, that could make a, a huge huge difference. Oh yeah, that's if it's a large estate or if it, I should say if it's a large IRA, man, a huge difference in the amount of taxes you would pay at that point. Yeah, that's a good reminder. You don't set it and forget it, just like your retirement plan. Uh, so Jeff, good stuff today. Let's come back and. We've got some final comments from Jeff Kowal, Joe Still, with the Kowal Investment Group. Remember, there's more online and social media. Check out their site. Everything's there. TheKowalWay.com. Our thanks to the Kowal Investment Group, to all of our WISN listeners for tuning in each week to the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal, thank you so much. Another fantastic show full of information. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, Joe, still, what if we do have a question? Retirement planning, all the stuff we covered today, uh, Generation Xers, 
Yes. Not saving enough. If you don't think you're saving enough, if you're not sure, if you don't have a plan in place, if you're fearful, uh, if you're not sure how your estate plan uh, connects with, with your retirement plan, call us. This is what we do every day, and we love it. We have a passion for it. Uh, 262-522-4040. Uh, we have our home office in, in Waukesha, we're in Delafield, we're in Port Washington, we're in Racine, we're in Arizona, we're in Cape Coral, Florida. Uh, we're here to help. Again, this is our passion. This is what we do every day is help people put that plan together for retirement. That retirement clinic is on every Saturday morning with the Kowal Investment Group. We're on at 10 o'clock. I'm Paul Cronforst. Remember the com, or as Joe said, pick up the phone, any questions at 262-522-4040. And don't forget, tune in Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks for those market updates from the Kowal Investment Group. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is WISN Milwaukee.